Hi, welcome to the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. We put out weekly messages to challenge, encourage, and inspire you. You can send any questions or prayer requests to connect at perryhall.life. If the message speaks to you, go ahead and subscribe for more. Our message today is about more faith, and it's a continuation of um, a couple weeks ago, I did something on faith and the... um, the point that we all struggle with it. And we, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, you struggle with faith at times. If you say that you never struggle with faith, I say, well, you struggle with lying too. Because we've all struggled with it, you know what I mean? And it's a real, it's a real situation. Now, struggling with faith is nothing unusual, and it's nothing to really fear in one sense. I'm hoping to bring out a good point in, uh, in these points to encourage us to be able to continue to trust in God. But when we struggle sometimes, we, we kind of get worn out. I heard this story this past week, and I, and I felt like I just needed to repeat it because it really talks about uh, struggling and not giving up. It happened in Louisiana when the floods were taking place. Uh, there was a particular guy there, and he noticed, obviously, the water was coming up one foot, two foot. I think it capped off at eight feet high when, we had the, uh, when they had the floods there. But this guy, when the water started rising, he got on his boat. He had a little boat, and he was going around just checking out things, make sure things were okay. And he seen this bush tree kind of thing, and it was just shaking unusual. You could say, well, it's in the storm and all that, but it was something different. So he went over to the tree, and he noticed a dog. And it was just the face of a dog, and he's working himself up out of the water. And as the guy got up there, he realized that the dog was stuck in the, in, the, uh, in the brush. So he gets the dog out, and he puts him in his boat, and the, and the dog just collapsed, not dies, but collapsed of exertion. But the point really is here, I mean, it's a simple point, is the dog didn't give up. He was struggling, and he didn't give up. And I say this a lot of times in our faith as well, we can struggle. And as long as you don't give up, you stay in the game, you're going to get through. And God tells us how to handle these, how to deal with certain situations in our lives. But when you struggle, if you struggle in your faith, you're struggling because it's a kind of like a sign of hope. Why am I struggling here? What's going on here? Sometimes we can just give up and quit, but we don't want to do that. So we talked about three points, if you remember in the video a couple of weeks ago, Why do we struggle with faith? Point one was doubt. We deal with doubt. Point two was the lack of knowledge. And point three was the lack of effort. But let's talk about this thing about faith a little bit. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Bible says you must be born again. When you get saved, the scripture says, Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So we have faith. God has given you faith at that time. Now hold on to that thought because we're going to be seeing a situation where there was doubt, where there was fear, but also there was faith. I want to read an account that took place in the New Testament time, obviously, and it was after the feeding of the 5,000. I think most of us know this story. This is when Jesus walked on water. 
But I want to pull out a couple points here because I think it's important to see that struggling, doubt is real and it's nothing new under the sun. So we pick it up in Matthew 14, verse 25. Now Jesus, again, he just finished feeding the 5,000. He sent the disciples off and uh, he was going to catch up to them. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, the Sea of Galilee. Now Jesus went there. He called up to the apostles. He called up to them as they were moving to the other side. And if you read other texts, you will see the wind was, was boisterous and, and um, kind of wreaking havoc on them. But it was on the fourth watch, Jesus comes walking on the water. Now the fourth watch is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Now, let me say something here. This is a, this is a, a real response. I mean, I like to think that I would be super spiritual and, and whatever it may be. But when, if it's in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., 6 a.m., and you see something walking on the, on the water, I'm going to be fearful. You know, and these guys were fearful as well. They thought they were seeing a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately, verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, here's a, here's a whole lot there. We're going to tear some of this apart later. But when they cried out, immediately Jesus answered. Immediately Jesus gave them instructions. He says, don't be afraid. It's me. Don't be afraid. Then we get into verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So even though through this fear, hearing the word of God, now he's questioning the Lord. And he said, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus very easily said in verse 29, come. <laughs> come. That's all he said. And when Peter, had got, came, when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Okay, we know this story, I hope, a little bit anyway. But here's another guy who walked on water. We, know, you know, we always think Jesus walked on water. Peter walked on water as well. He walked out. He, he, listened to, he listened to the Lord. But then we get into verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Why did he start sinking? Because he took his focus off of God. Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So he, he got out, he jumped out. He jumped out of the, the boat, started walking, was focused in on Jesus. And then all of a sudden, he noticed the wind around him. He noticed the distractions around him. And again, you know, this is the stuff we deal with as well. Maybe you never walked on wood or anything like that. But we deal with distractions. You know, we deal, we can stay focused on God. We can, you know, be here in, in church and worshiping God and, and, you know, watch an extremely handsome preacher preach. You know, you can, but then after this, you know, <laughs> not all that funny. So after this, you know, it's easy to lose focus or the cares of the world. We can lose focus so easy, you know, we can be all holier than thou, but have something to come against you, a sickness, a family situation, a job situation. All of a sudden, we're losing focus of God, you know, when we're supposed to keep more focus, and then we begin to sink. 
So, so uh, he, he shouted out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? Interesting point. This is how close he was to Jesus. Jesus was just able to reach out and grab him. He was like almost there, but he got distracted. Now, you know, I'm not picking on Peter, okay? I'm not picking on him as, as, at all, you know, because we all deal with these things. And if we were in the same boat, I probably wouldn't have got out of the boat. I probably would have stayed in the boat. But the point really is Jesus saying, well, you have little faith. What are you doubting for? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. You know, that's something right there. When Jesus got into their environment, when Jesus got into where they were at, the wind calmed down, the storm calmed down. It's almost like there's a message in a message here. Even in our own life, we have to be watching, keeping focus on God, and the Lord can bring peace, even when it's a storm. So this is, hopefully this is kind of an understanding of faith building, because even though we look at some of these guys in the Bible, uh, I, I feel sorry for Thomas, doubting Thomas. This is the way he's known by, because he doubted. I mean, we would have we done the same thing without a doubt, but, you know, he's, he's noted as doubting Thomas. You know, most of the guys in the Bible went through struggles uh, in their relationship with God. So your struggle is nothing new under the sun, and it's nothing to beat yourself up on, because I'm hoping in a minute you're going to see something positive uh, happen here. But let's talk about doubt. Okay, doubt, that's, that's, um, that's something we deal with. In our faith, we deal with doubt. And let's be honest, we prayed for something and it didn't really happen. We wanted something, uh, you know, we wanted a job or we wanted to, you know, a pay raise or we want to get healthy or something like that. We're praying and, and nothing's happening. So then we start to doubt, well, God, maybe, maybe you want me to stay broke. Or maybe you want me to stay sick. Of course, that's wrong thinking. But the point is, we, this, this is ways we begin to doubt. But let me put a, I want to say a positive spin on doubt. Doubt can lead you to question things. And that's a good doubt. And, you know, we can have a doubt where we say, you know what, I don't know about, I don't know about this creation thing. You know, the, the scientists say that, that the planet is, you know, a thousand trillion years old, whatever they come up with. And so you, you, choose, you choose not to really hear the word of God. But when there's real doubt and you really have a relationship with God, you begin to question it, and it's a good thing. It's a good questioning. You know, there is bad questioning, there's good questioning. You know, good questioning is, God, show me something here. God, help me out. Bad questioning is, says, God, why did you take this person? Why did you let this child get sick? Why did you let this thing take place, whatever? That's bad questioning, God, and you don't want to question God's judgment. So, so good, good um, questioning can really lead to you digging deeper. You invest, investigating maybe why you're doubting. And the investigating, if you're doing it right, God's going to speak to you. And he's going to lead you to more, more of a greater understanding. And this stuff kind of just continues to help you mature, if you will. But if I had to say something, doubt your doubts. Just doubt your doubts. You know, kind of put that to the side. And sometimes we can question these things, like I say. But doubt doesn't typically lead you to a better idea. We can doubt, and then we can, it'll take us down a road. Now, my point is here is, to be honest, we all deal with it. And God already knows you're a doubter. He's already known what you're doubting right now. Now, I'm not saying disbelief. I'm talking about doubting. 
But here's the problem if we're not careful with doubting. It can undermine our faith. This is why you got to be connected to good spiritual leaders. People will lead you to through things, through the word of God, to share with you the cross, to shed blood of Jesus Christ. You know, not somebody giving you a philosophy, you know, someone who's giving you direction. That'll help with your doubts. But feed your faith and starve your doubts. We're going to see here in a minute, faith is like a seed. We'll talk about that in a moment. But ask God to continue to teach you. Ask God to teach you the truth. So that's doubt. That's just a little scratch of the surface there. And I'm sure that we all have our own points that we can talk about with struggling. But my next point is lack of knowledge. You know, I can't stress hard enough that we got to be reading our Bible. You know, we're going to see the scripture in a moment coming up. But faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. You won't grow in faith unless you're hearing the word of God. You won't grow in it. You won't grow in faith unless you're reading the Bible, unless you're, you know, studying and, and, and learning. You won't grow in faith. You know, we need the Bible. The Bible is our manual, if you will. You know, there's many things in life that we need to, we need a manual. You put something together, you need a directions. You know, cars nowadays, are, you got to be a scientist to fix them. But you need to have instructions. You need to have manual. You're going on a trip. Of course, now we got GPSs, but you still need directions if you don't know where you're going. But this is life. This is what life's all about. We always need directions. We always need to know what we should do. A lot of people don't like directions. Men don't like to read directions when they're putting something together. We don't like to look at directions when we're traveling, you know, and it's not, you know, it's, it's, it causes hardship for us. But here's what I want to say. We can't expect to have faith or much faith. Let me use much faith. If we don't have the knowledge of God's word, which is the Bible. You know, we, we choose what we want to listen to. We choose what we want to do. In Jeremiah, the Lord is speaking to Jeremiah about the Israelites. And he says something pretty interesting here. In verse, chapter 32, verse 33. The Lord speaks, he says, they have turned to me their back and not their face. And though I have taught them persistently, they have not listened to receive instructions. See, we choose to, to listen. We choose to learn. I look at this here and I see this is, uh, this is a, man's, a man's neglecting God's teaching. And we can do that. I mean, the teaching comes from the word of God. We can neglect it. We don't have to read the Bible. We don't have to go to church. We can neglect it. And God is noticing, you know, they're, they're just turning their back on me. So the point really is, again, it's up to you and I to learn the word of God. You come to church, yeah, this is cool. You know, we, we, we preach the gospel. We share the love of Jesus. We share about the death and resurrection of Jesus. But you got to take it to the next level. So let me, let me kind of bring it to this point. Romans 10, 17. Again, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, let me backtrack a minute. When you get saved, God gives you, he gives you a, a, um, a dose, if you will, of faith. We almost start out on the same playing field. But then it's up to us. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you see the scripture is saying, this is the way you got to water the seed. <laughs> This is the way you got to do it. 
And as you do it, Scripture says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know, it's not the truth necessarily. It's knowing the truth. Knowing the truth. Knowing some Bible verses. Studying. You know, get some Bible verses and put them on your refrigerator. Something maybe that pertains to you and your life, what is going on right now. Maybe you need patience or maybe you just, you know, got an anger problem or you got a sin problem, whatever. You know, there's many verses that God will help you through it. But the point really is, it's not necessarily the truth that's going to make you free. It's knowing the truth. It's knowing the truth. So we got to know the word of God. Now, the word of God says, your word is truth. John 17, 17. God's word is truth. So we go back to the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible is God's truth. The Holy Bible is God's word. So you shall know the truth, which is the word of God, and the truth, which is the word of God, will set you free. See, God's word is instructional for each and every one of us. And it's for every day, the Bible. So let me get to my next point. I call it the lack of effort. Faith is like a muscle, and it needs to be exercised. You know, I, I didn't get these guns just by doing nothing, okay? I pump a lot of iron, the fork. But it, we need to exercise. We need to exercise our faith, you know? The Bible says, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead, is dead. So I ask you, have you worked your faith? Have you really used your faith in something? I'm not saying something that's easy. I'm not saying something you know is going to take place. I'm talking about stepping out. You have to use your faith in order for faith to work and for faith to grow. So faith that is growing is faith that is being exercised, stepping out, doing something that God says to do. You know, we, can, we all can do that. Faith is believing and acting on the truth of God. That's what it is. So when we believe in God, okay, we get the faith. We get a dose of faith. When we start reading the word of God, we begin to get the, the knowledge of the word of God. And then we begin to realize, okay, it's the knowledge that sets us free. But it's something that grows. Let me read another parable for you. I'm going to start winding down here. I'm kind of talking fast. I don't know why. Maybe I'm hungry. But in the parable of the sower... This, the sower explained in Luke, it says this. The seed, listen up now, is the word of God. Okay, see, now we're seeing the seed is the word of God. Okay, so when you read the Bible, you see a whole lot of different types of um, analogies, examples, things like that about God and just life, which is really cool because it's, it makes it so easy for us to understand. So the seed is the word of God, Luke 8, 11 says. We get saved when we get the measure of faith. And then we, get the, we got the seed, so to speak. We got the word of God that we got we to gotta read, we got to open up. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Now, moving forward, the parable of the growing seed, Mark 4, 26. And it talks about, again, it's using this analogy of, of seed and plant growing. And it says here, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. There's a process that takes place. 
I would love to say you get saved, you make Jesus Lord of your life, and all of a sudden you got all this faith and you can, you can you know, move mountains in your life, you can do all these different things here. But it doesn't work that way because there's a process. First the seed, then the blade comes up, then the ear, and then the full grain. Many people are impatient. So, so there's a process in our faith. Again, the seed, the nutrients, it's up to us, the word of God. It begins to grow. It, it takes form, and, then, and I'll, I'll use the word fruit. Many times people want to get saved, and they got a situation going on, and they want to pick from the fruit. But you see, there's more of a process that you got to grow, and you got to learn in the things of God. First the blade that's coming through the ground, and then the ear, and then the, and then the grain inside of it. I want to say this. Many people want to bypass the growing period in your walk with the Lord. You want to bypass the, the spending time with God. You know, I just want to encourage you. Again, read the Bible every day. You need help with it, we give you a Bible. If you're not a reader, read uh, if you don't know where to read, start in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the Gospels. Or you'll know most of them stories. But the point really is, is we can't bypass the growing, the growing. We, we miss out on it. And we can't expect to, uh, you know, uh, reap, uh, reap the things that we want in faith if we haven't even grown in it. So the Lord has done his job. Now, we have to do our job. The Lord has provided it all for us. It's all right here for us in the Word of God, in the Bible. But we got to apply it. If we're not applying it, don't get mad at God. And you won't get mad at God, even if you don't get your prayers answered, because you'll begin to grow closer to Him. You begin that, that relationship. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. So plant the seed of His Word in your heart. Nurture it before you really need it. We're all going to need it. Jesus kind of tells us we're going to have trials, we're going to have tribulations. But begin to grow it. Get it growing so it can make the difference between victory or losing, surviving or not surviving. And it's not what God wants for us. So I want to say this as I close. This message is not about faith in faith. It's about faith in God. It's about doing what He says to do. Not what's, what some preacher says to do. What He says to do. We went through Scripture and we walked through one Scripture after another and God makes it very easy. I want to say this. Don't wait. Don't wait. Make today your day that you're getting, getting serious with God. Reading your Bible. Spending a little time with Him. You know, it's a good evaluation. How much time are you spending with God in the day? Well, you know, I'm, you know, I pray when I wake up and where before I eat. That's all great, you know. But that's not what I'm talking about. You know, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. You know, you got to be able to, you got to be in it. You got to be hearing God's word. It's got to be a daily thing. Many people don't believe because they don't know. They don't know how to believe. They don't know how to work their faith. So I want to close with this question. Jesus' words. Oh, you of little doubt. Oh, you of little faith. Why do you doubt? Why do you doubt? 
Again, why do you struggle with certain things? Why do we struggle with things? It's not God's fault. It's our fault. I like one thing that the Lord says, and I believe he, I believe this is a comment for each and every one of us. At least I pray and hope so it's for every one of us. Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. He didn't say, oh, you of no faith. He said, oh, you of little faith. Saying, look, I, you got faith here. Get it working. So again, we all struggle with faith. We can learn. We can grow in it. We can learn. We can grow in our doubts. We continue to learn about the things of God. And we need to exercise our faith as well. Let me give you one quick example. And then I think I promise I'll close. What is exercise in your faith? Well, I mean, really, what is exercise in your faith? Have we, have we stepped out? Have we really stepped out and done something that's uncomfortable? Something that we wouldn't feel like we want to do? We Almost like we need to be pushed? Maybe here's a good example, and this is a safe one, and this should be a simple one as well. Maybe you have a family member or a loved one or a co-worker, neighbor, whatever it may be, that doesn't have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus says you must be born again. Maybe they don't have that. Maybe you know their life and you know enough they don't have it. Well, obviously you pray, but God has already set, God already set that one in place because it's God's will that none should perish. So God's already gone ahead and he's plowed the way for you to exercise your faith and go and talk to the person. Simple analogy. I mean, just very simple analogy. But what I'm saying is God's already already plowed it. It's not like, God, do I, do I take this job or do I take that job? I don't know what to do. And, you know, you got to pray and you wait for God's answer. But I'm saying this is an easy one because I want to go back to God says it's his will that none should perish. It means it's his will that none should be separated from God for eternity. That's his will. So he's already, he's already, you know, he's on your side in this, in this act of faith that he's really saying, do you have enough faith to do it? Do you have enough faith? Well, if you say, I don't, I can't do that. I'm, that's not me. You don't know me. Well, I would just say this. You're not reading your Bible because you're not, you know, uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. This is where you're going to get the faith. You get the boldness and everything else. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to be a Jesus freak type of thing to hit people over the head with the Bible. But I'm talking about loving them into the kingdom and giving them the opportunity. And what are you doing? You're stretching your faith. You're stretching your faith. So let that be an encouragement for you today. Yeah, you're going, you may be hitting some struggles, but let the struggles grow you. Let the doubt even grow you. Get it to a point where you're exercising, you're making efforts to do something that you need God to do. Amen. Let me close with prayer, Josh. Father God, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for each person here today. I thank you for their families, Lord. Father, I just pray uh, 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 an encouragement to each and every one of us, Lord. Father, that we would just go deeper in our relationship with you, that we would do that, and your promises, our faith will grow. And Lord, I, I pray that for each and every one of us, that our faith would grow, that we would grow closer and closer to you, Father God. And I thank you for it. Bless us all today, Lord. Keep us safe as we as we back out of here. Lord, I pray for patience and, and kindness as we all work in this parking lot. But Lord, I pray for a safe week for all of us. And Lord, I pray for a week that we all just go deeper with you, Father, and we begin to really nurture our faith, begin to feed our faith. 
And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for checking out the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you want to know more about our church, go to perryhall.life.